Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. And welcome back to Janet Namaste, the podcast. It is an honor to be here today with you all to share space. I have my heart completely full of love today. Actually, it's full of love every single day. But today, I had the great honor of connecting with a beautiful soul sister who's also an incredible mom and who has the great privilege of being chosen to be a maternal divine feminine figure for this incredible indigo child. And I came across Kelly Farrell, that is her name, her work from a friend, Ashley Garner, who has a podcast as well. And Ashley was sending me her reels with her son, Bree, and said, you have to check them out. Um, is this for real? <laughs> and it's more than real. It is just pure love consciousness, truly. And this conversation that her and I share and Bree hops in and shares his wisdom as well is full of richness. And I think you need to hear this episode more than once because we're really authentic, I have to say. I'm speaking in the we, not in the me here because to create and share your story and your thoughts and your beliefs and your truth with the world takes incredible courage and vulnerability. And there's so many haters out there, which, you know, when we stopped recording, we spoke about like how sometimes we have to handle with, with all light, there's always going to be some duality of dark of like jealousies and um, really radical religions at times that think that the work that Kelly and I and other light workers do is um, anti-God. And it really isn't. This is the purest form of becoming one, of dialing God, of connecting, of truth, of love, of power, of, of um, seeing and, and loving each other for the love that we are, really. And I keep on using the word love, but I'm going to use it a billion times because this is the way I feel after this conversation. So a little bit about myself, if this is your first time joining in and listening, thank you so much. It means the world to me because you could be anywhere in the world, but you're choosing to listen to this podcast, to listen to my voice, to share this space, and you could be listening to anything else. So Thank you so much. I don't believe um, in coincidences at all. Believe not only in synchronicities, but that those that are meant to meet will meet. And you can really tell the essence of someone when you look in their eyes, that that's the windows of their soul. 
And when you hear their voice, if it's a voice of resonance that open up your heart, right? Or does it contract? What is it exactly? Where do you feel it in your body? Where do you feel it in your soul? Because your soul knows the truth by the way it makes you feel. And this podcast was something that I birthed in back in 2021. I've been in the realm of energy healing my entire life. I was born with the four clairs and I was able to see, hear, feel spirits since a young girl. And I am also a hypnotherapist that specializes in regression work. And I also do something called the Destiny Blueprint Program, where I delve into the pre-birth plan and uncover the universal laws to help you guide yourself into the doors of your destiny with grace. So it's a great honor to be able to birth this podcast. And it wasn't for monetary purposes at all. There are other things that I do for monetary purposes, like my spiritual business, but this is really a passion project um, that I wanted just to put out to share to people like Kelly and Ashley and other people that I had on the show that I absolutely adore and love and want the world to hear their voice, their stories, their wisdom. Because of them, you know, the world is a much better place, truly, of sharing their light. So I'm a mom of two teenagers, happily married for many, many years. Uh, we're together for almost 30 years uh, to the love of my life, my soulmate. And I couldn't be where I am in this moment in time if I myself didn't go through certain struggles and tribulations and had that band of forgetfulness on my third eye, thick at times when emotions flooded uh, the gateway um, of my parenting or marriage or friendships or things that mean so much. So I've dedicated my life to really leading everything that I do. I ask the angels and guides every single day, speak through me, allow the voice, allow the thoughts that are within me, allow it to be pure and just full of grace and love and let it elevate the consciousness of those that are on my path. So I'm a regular person just like you, but was born with these gifts like you have your own gifts. And I love bringing out the gifts in others. And if you're ready to unravel your magic and learn more about how you can bring ancient mysticism and spirituality and healing to modern times, then this podcast is for you, truly. It's this balance of being real, being spiritually couture. <laughs> That's what I told Kelly. I'm like, it's okay to like wear malas and like Chanel. It's all good. Um, it's just being true to who you are. But this is a podcast also that it's time to allow your heart to be open, to step out of any of your comfort zones that you were there for maybe a minute too long and into the door of your destined and highest potential. So it's a great, great honor to be able to be on this journey with you. Truly, it's... um. I'm blessed. I feel blessed. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I really would appreciate if you would leave it a review 
send me a suggestion, DM me, you know, I respond. I have I have a team, but not of a hundred people. <laughs> but I am the one that reads these messages and will get back to you because your suggestions, your reviews, um, it means a lot to me because I listen and we are here to learn. It's not just through constructive criticism. It's through, um, you know, our differences and our similarities is what makes this world so colorful. So a little bit about today's podcast with the great, I say the great, the unique, beautiful, oh God, she's inside and inside and outside, just such a beautiful, beautiful person. (sighs) had to exhale (laughs) because I was inhaling so much love. I exhaled all that love. So today I invite you to embark on this like remarkable journey as we're going to delve into the realms of this special indigo child, which is Brie and the incredible story of his gifted medium mom, psychic medium mom, Kelly Farrow. So in this incredible universe or galaxies <laughs> um, and different dimensions and shades of gray and white and black, as, as Brie says, teeming with um, different mysteries, we're going to uncover the extraordinary bond between the two of them, their wisdom, their insight. And I just love the realness of Kelly, truly. And I love the realness of Brie. What an exceptional, extraordinary soul as we journey deep into their hearts, their stories. You're going to discover a little bit about yourself as well as you hear a little bit about her story and her honesty. I think it'll definitely inspire you to walk the path of your true, your truth, your heart. She is, Kelly, her journey through life has been truly remarkable from a young age. Like she felt different. She knew she was different. And she grew up um, raised by a single mom. She has a twin sister. And her dad, you know, went through some challenges where he had um, undiagnosed bipolar disorder and went, went into the doors of addiction to help fill the void, right? at times. And when her parents separated and divorced, like she was only three years old. And sometimes when there's these traumatic situations, it awakens something deep inside. And that was the beginning of her incredible experiences where she had a lot of um, out of body encounters, and then she was able to see spirits and energy. And through that, she had anxiety, a lot of anxiety, and was diagnosed with ADHD. And when she was 10, she from, you know, she relocated to Canada. And that's when she began to discover her confidence through music. And wow, just even her voice, you can hear through her voice, the way she speaks, she has a voice of an angel. Like if I was to go to heaven tomorrow, I would want Kelly to be singing to me. (laughs) Um, When she was 19, she moved back to Illinois. That's where she was actually born. And her uncle um, is the founder, um, the founder, and he's the songwriter of the band Survivor. He actually um, wrote the song of 
um, Eye of the Tiger, which I probably heard in my lifetime probably 10,000 times because my kids are, um, <laughs> they're, they're athletes. So we heard it throughout every Taekwondo competition, um, all the black belt competitions, all of the NFL like um, flag games, all of the football games. So I've, you know, I guess I was connected to Kelly through the eye of the tiger <laughs> and the heart of a, of a beautiful angel. <laughs> so her journey led her to California, where she ended up signing this ma uh, major, she signs with a major record label, but fate had other plans, led her back to Illinois, where she met her husband now, and they're celebrating 12 years of marriage, and then some... And when her grandmother passed away, it was actually on October 31st, we actually speak about that in the interview, her intuition really, really deepened. And as a hairstylist, a very, very talented hairstylist, she complimented me on my hair. <laughs> so I feel honored. Um, she began to pick up information about her clients that defied explanation she just knew she didn't know how she knew but she knew and this is this is what what psychics and real intuitives like they just know there's this um energy that comes about that is it's un, undeniable and over the past few years she dedicated herself to owning these skills finding her soul's purpose and healing others in the most profound ways very heart-based and um, she considers herself truly blessed to be on this extraordinary path. I consider myself truly blessed to be on this path with her, knowing her. And Brie, oh man, what an exceptional, extraordinary child. Her parenting, the way that she loves. I even asked her later on, I'm like, do you ever discipline him? <laughs> um, it's it's um, because he's a kid, but with the wisdom that is beyond um, just pure radiant truth, pure radiant light. You look at them and you just your eyes are just blinded by um, their brightness. They're amazing. So without further ado, I'm not going to keep you here any longer. <laughs> I welcome to the show Kelly and Bree. And until I see you on the other side, namaste. So welcome to the show, Kelly. It's such a pleasure to finally speak and to connect. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you finally. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I was telling you before we hit record and it's always like um, those those moments where there's such a depth before you hit record, you know, like that that connection that when you do hit record, we go into like sometimes like robot mode. Yes. <laughs> but I but I was telling and and um and I was telling you how much I just admire you as a mom, as a beautiful soul. I admire your essence. I admire your parenting because um there's such great reverence and respect. And you have you were born with such a gift and you bore a child. You, well, I can't say your child chose you, your soul, that soul chose you to bring into this world and you do it with such grace, such beauty 
and such elegance, I want to say, because you just are such a beautiful family. You really, really are. Thank you. That is the best compliment anyone can ever receive. Um, just like you, you know, you, your children are everything to you. And it took us so long to get pregnant with him. It took us five years. And I remember when I got pregnant, finally, I was in shock. I was like, this is a miracle. How, how can this happen? I honestly never thought I'd be able to have my child. And every morning he made me smile. I know that sounds kind of weird, but every morning after we had him, I was smiling. I felt uplifted and happy and positive. And I think that really structured my life and brought me down an entirely different path. So I have this gratitude. Every mother loves their child. It's a given. But when you try for so many years and you've suffered from miscarriages and you finally have that child, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I'm so grateful. So yeah. <laughs> it's such, it is such a gift. I also had miscarriages and it's like, but, but do you believe like that the miscarriages that we had were souls that came in and they weren't ready or we weren't ready? Like, what is your whole take on, on miscarriages and those souls that come in? You know, that's an interesting question. A lot of people have their own perspective on why these children decide not to come to earth. I feel a lot of the time there's a lesson learned. A lot of the time it's part of our journey. And I just had to kind of surrender to that. It was very mm -hmm. traumatizing to lose a child when you've been trying for so long. And I got to the point where I just had to give up. I just had to say, you know what? I'm surrendering. I'm allowing the universe to kind of take over and whatever happens, I'm going to trust that process. And that is exactly what happened. I was obsessed with trying to get pregnant. And finally, I said, I'm just going to let it go. And I feel like souls will sometimes come very briefly to kind of teach us and structure that lesson within our lives. And we can carry that on for the rest of our lives. That's so true. I believe that too, you know. So tell me a little bit about, and our viewers, our listeners of what was your path of awakening? Like, what was, what was your journey, journey like as a child? Where did you grow up? How did you know that you had this gift of seeing beyond the veil? Yeah. So this is interesting because I didn't just have one journey. I had different, um, fragrance of, or however you say that, um, sparks of journeys. And mm -hmm. so what happened was it started off when I was probably around, I would say five years old were my first memories of having out of body experiences. And I thought it was normal. I thought everyone experienced floating around their home in the middle of the night. It felt so peaceful. It felt mm -hmm. so blissful. It was the most magical feeling. And I, would also see things that weren't there. And as I got older, it progressed into seeing a spirit with my own eyes. I would see them as clear as I see you. And a lot of the time I would have these vivid psychic dreams as well. And then it progressed to, I remember as a teenager, we lived in Canada in the middle of nowhere. And I felt the house was a little bit haunted. But it wasn't in a bad way. I feel, you know, we were afraid of it. So therefore it was a, you know, scary experience. And I remember 
so many different experiences. Um, one in particular, I was falling asleep and there was this floating man. It was just the head portion. It was white. Oh he had a bunch of wrinkles on his face and I knew exactly who it was. It was my stepdad's father. He lived a really long life and he just came to me. And I feel a lot of the time when we have gifts, we're going to have our spirit, our loved ones, our ancestors come and show themselves because they can, because we're aware of them. Now I graduated, um, in the year 2000. Okay. And I remember after graduating, I moved to Illinois. Sorry, my life story is long. I'm cutting it tremendously. No, short. don't cut anything. I don't okay, care. Okay. It's eight hours. People, okay, good. Whoever's, whoever's blessed <laughs> enough to listen for eight hours, don't worry. Seven. Don't cut anything else. As a child, as a teenager, I had a lot of anxiety. It was terrible. Mm. It would come and go. And I remember I was always a singer. My twin sister and I were singers and I wanted to do something with my life. Music was inspiring. Music was a place where I can kind of let go and creatively get involved in a new headspace and a new uh, mind frame where my anxiety would just kind of fade. And my uncle, he just happens to be in the music industry. So he was in the band Survivor. He co-wrote Eye of the Tiger from the Rocky movie. Mm -hmm. And he wrote so many amazing songs. Quick story. My grandmother, okay, she's the reason why this gift came to light, okay? She passed away 10 years ago on Halloween, which was- what, Oh, wow, it was two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. And after she passed away, this is when everything started shifting. And I started becoming hyper aware of energy, spirits, I'm a hairstylist. Okay. I know you're a makeup artist and I love that. <laughs> and my clients would sit in my chair. I would be curling their hair right. and I would be getting downloads of information that I should not know. Not of this world. It started off with psychic feelings. And right. I would say, here's an example. So I had a client sit in my chair and making conversation, I said, well, how was your camping trip this weekend? She's like, how did you know I went camping? And I said, well, you probably told me before you, you know, the last time you came to get your hair done. She goes, Kelly, we just planned this trip spontaneously. And I said, mm, social media? She goes, I don't have a social media. There's no way you should know about this. And I was like, that's odd. How did I know she just got back from camping? So it kind of progressed. And then I started seeing dead people around my clients. And I have this one, I just got the chills thinking about this. I have me this too. I actually, yeah. Yes. I have yeah. this one lady. She was my client for probably years. Okay. And she sat in my chair, but she's never talked about her family, never talked about her mom. It's just not something we really talked about. And I just said to her, I said, by the way, how's your mom? Mm. Goes, okay, this is weird because my mom just passed away a couple days ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And as we were talking about it, her mom was showing herself to me. Okay. At the time I was thinking, is this my imagination or do I really see her mom in spirit? Mm -hmm. 
I just saw a spirit in your room just now, by the way. I know. You you're gonna, that's, oh I, that's why I didn't put that background because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I had a very specific image of what her mom looked like. I saw blonde wavy hair, mid-length. I saw red lipstick that really stood out to me. And I said, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry to hear this. What did she look like trying to bring back the memories, but also validate what I was being shown in a way where she wasn't onto this? Because I didn't want to say, hey, I think I'm talking to your dead mom right now. Right, I think I'm right. communicating with her. And so she goes, well, she had blonde wavy hair. And I said, oh, wow, that's too much of a coincidence. And I said, did she wear makeup? And she goes, she goes, no. And I was like, oh, okay. But then she goes, but she wore the same red shade of lipstick every day. That was too specific, right? And I knew something was different about what was happening. So I had to do research to figure out what was happening. That is amazing. That's really amazing. Did you, um, and it's interesting as a hairdresser, as a stylist, it's more than that. You're working with people's energies. You're working with their with their scalp, their seventh chakra, their pineal, the pituitary, their um, all, all of that, the vagus nerve that's back there. You're you're massaging their head. You're cutting the memories. Like you know, the hair is so sacred. Your you know, hair holds memory. Like um, in indigenous and American Indian cultures, they really like their hair is holds the memory, right? So that's why you know they were so. Um, upset when their hair was cut off as well because there's so much sacredness and when you're working with someone and with the hair I know that whenever I I go to my stylist or my my hairdresser I I'm so relaxed but you end up like you can read their seventh and eighth chakra it's very interesting and but if you're open for it and you have such a beautiful heart for you to have that courage to say certain things, you know, a little by a little by a little. Um, it's it's that was that was I don't even think that that was something that was awakened. I think this was something that was awakened when you were a child. And here it just yeah. elaborated. Right. It just expanded. My grandmother passing away really kind of reignited my abilities. Mm. And I that she has been a spirit guide for me. She's helped me um, open up my abilities and help me be that you know portal to the spirit world. So when people pass away that are really close to you, a lot of the time people go through a spiritual awakening because of a passing. Mm, yes. And that's yes. what happens. It's, it's either they can get stuck in the density of the grief, right? Or after the grieving process, they go into the doors of enlightenment, right? Absolutely. Hello, beautiful angel. So I just wanted for you to take a moment to pause and just take a deep breath in and exhale. And just tune into the awareness, the space that's right in between Inhale and exhale and allow your beautiful soul to listen to the voice that's inside your heart. For it always, always knows the truth. It always knows the way back home to you. 
It's the GPS of your eternal, your vibrant light. So, beautiful soul, let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever felt disconnected to what was in your 3D world, what appears to be your 3D world, and what you know is your potential? And if you have, like, did you ever have this aha moment, this spiritual awakening, and then ask, oh my God, what do I do with it now? So if you have been seeking a deeper meaning to your life's purpose or soul guidance or want to know the signs and what they mean and how to navigate through from this moment on, then I have the perfect place for you. And this is called the Soul Star Community. This is something where I, this has been my, my dream of mine for so long because truly, in the past few years, as the entire globe shifted, like, don't you feel that now, like, we're in this accelerated version of Earth School and we need to constantly adjust and process all of our experience in, like, this rapid pace, like, all these life lessons into, like, a total brand new rebirth, which is happening every single moment. It's not just every year on our birthday. It seems like it's every day. You're not the same person you were yesterday. So this brand new rebirth is actually happening worldwide. You know, this has been quite the journey and we're evolving. We're truly evolving into the real us. And throughout my own life's journey, I've experienced numerous rebirths and incredible miracles that were accompanied by the divine, of course, like quantum healings of my own, my own family members and the tens of thousands of clients that I have had the honor of facilitating healings. So through the past few years, I have awakened more and more, like even more than I thought I could even imagine to the core of who I truly am. And I know from this moment on, as I took a vow that for the new continuous spiritually evolving me, that whatever role or energy that I surround myself with, it will only be one that is congruent to what my heart feels right. It's all about purposeful living and about surrounding myself with the right vibe, with the right beautiful community. And I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to this perfect nurturing space that I have created. It's called the Soul Star Membership. So this is a private VIP exclusive community for you angels that listen to the podcast, you know, that have followed me on the gram and that have been with me for quite some time. So even if this is your first time tuning in and your heart's resonating with what the pod is about, what my vibration is all about, what this whole entire message is, then check it out. Because every single month, the way that it's going to be structured is I'm going to be channeling in the energy transmission, the energy forecast of the month. And if you tune in live, you get an energy healing as well. So even if you don't show up live, don't even worry about it. It's going to be everything is recorded on your portal. You have tons of meditations. We have incredible speakers and master classes, beautiful transmissions and channelings of the month. Like you're going to receive 
the most beautiful, beautiful PDF books every single month that you can grow and evolve with. It's basically like having your own measurable spiritual action plan. Like there's a coach, a spiritual angel that is right by your side as you are in this like beautiful membership. It's an incredible community that is global. And I've been in this realm of work over 20 years professionally, which is wild to me. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. And throughout the two decades of my professional experience as um, an energetic healer and um, the four Claire's, I honestly have met the most incredible human galactic souls, truly. And they're all part of the community. So I invite you to join in and to be a part of this beautiful community. There are people from all over the world. So just check it out. It's, you can find me at Janet Namaste slash Soulstar. And for you loyal listeners of the pod, just type in the code JNPOD for an additional 10% off the membership. Your heart, your soul, and the beautiful people that you're going to be surrounded with will 100% be grateful for the choice that you made. So I am looking forward to meeting you, beautiful being. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. who are watching this right now will understand that they went through the same process of losing a loved one And then they start having these profound synchronistic things happen and they start seeing that their loved ones are connecting with them through butterflies and birds and lights in their home and just all these unique ways. That's so true. It's all those signs. You just gave me an aha moment, you know, as a, as a child, up until maybe seriously until maybe I was in my early 20s I was never at a wedding and it wasn't that I wasn't invited I went to more funerals than weddings of my relatives like I was 18 and a half months old when my grandmother passed then my grandfather when when who was my my greatest guide and um when I was eight and then it was just funeral, then all these funerals and after they would pass or right before their passing, I would have a conversation with them telepathically when I was very young or in by their hospital bed or bedside like this is, and all I ever knew was about the like funerals. So when, when it was time even for my own wedding. And I couldn't wait to be a mom and to get married and to to have a family and to really enjoy that. But it's interesting that the griefing process, the grief, when my grandfather passed and I was eight, up until I was age 11, every time I would make a birthday wish, I would wish that I would be able to see him again. I'd be able to see him again in physical form. And when I was 11, I I realized, wait, I could still be in contact with him. It's okay. It's, and that's when another enlightenment. So I I love how you said that, that people have choices. And usually when it's that, that they have their awakening. That's absolutely true. I I had a similar experience with my grandfather when he was passing. My grandfather 
came to me and I knew he passed away before I received the phone call because he came to me telepathically mm-hmm. shared that with me. So we had a very similar experience in that sense. So that's beautiful. Even when my best friend who passed and she was 39 at the time before she was going, I said, how are you going to appear to me? I'm like, because at first I was trying to talk to her and I said, no, everything will be okay. And she was Janet, I just need you to tell me that it's okay for me to go. And that was so hard for me. Yeah. And, and I said, Christine, all right, fine. If you do go and when you do, not if, yeah. how are you going to appear? A butterfly, a bird or this? And I'm like, just choose one. And she said, you know, it was like a butterfly and she passed away during, it was very cold. It was a cold day and here in New York. And all of a sudden I saw a butterfly and then her husband called me at like 7 a.m. So this is, um, it's very interesting how they they send you signs and everything like that. Growing What? The veil is very thin right now. Back when, 10 years ago, when I started learning my abilities, not as many people had synchronistic things happen with them. Now it's almost a normalized thing where everyone is having signs from heaven. And it's only going to get better from here. It's only going to get stronger. Kelly, from your mouth to the universe's ears, like really, because if they use it for the right purposes and really it's for light, right? Yep. Absolutely. So, so how did you end up in the United States as a Canadian girl? So I was actually born in Illinois and a little bit of a rough childhood. My mom was always um, working, you know, to survive because she was a single mom of three kids. I'm a twin by the way. So she had two twin girls and a younger boy. And my dad, he, I believe he had mental illness and he got involved in drugs Mm. and he would be selling the furniture. My mom would come home and money and furniture would be gone. And so she made the decision to walk away. Okay. Now we had amazing grandparents on both ends. And my mother was amazing. She did everything she could to help us, you know, live the best normal childhood we could. And when my mom um, divorced my dad, she actually, so she met a Canadian. Okay. So my stepdad lives in the middle of nowhere. He's a bush pilot. He she, flies- how did she meet him from, from where, where did they meet? He went, my grandfather, her dad took all the siblings, five siblings on a trip. So he owns a business. You fly in a float plane you go to your own cabin and you go fishing. Okay. So all of the kids, including my mom on a fishing trip and my stepdad, he's like, she is really attractive. I want to be the pilot. (laughs) He was the pilot for her and they hit it off. And so we moved to Canada because they made the decision to stay a couple. They've been married for many, many years. And so I grew up in the middle of nowhere, a town of 300 people. Oh my God. nature I had nature as my best friends so that is kind of how I lived my closest neighbors I mean it was like a five six minute walk (laughs) (laughs) 
my bus stop was about 10 minutes down a dark road because we had to get up at five in the morning and we get on the bus at six. Sometimes there'd be very rarely, there'd be a bear in our walking path. So we had to go back home and my mom would have to drive us to the bus stop. So nature, I think was my life. Nature was my connection opposed to the mall, opposed to going to, um, the museums and the movie theaters, hanging out with your friends. I did hang out with my friends in high school. I would spend the night at my friend's house. My high school was two hours away. Two hours, wow. Each way, each way. And so I did have a, somewhat of a normal, um, I would say youth, you know, childhood, but it was also very unique at the same time because we would be having friends over helping us cut the firewood for the fires for the winter. We would have them, our friends come over, helping us rake our huge yard because of all the leaves and shovel the snow. And so it was very, I have a huge respect and connection to working hard and having nature. Yeah. So. No, I, I love that. I love that, but that's four hours of your day, but that's four hours pre-iPad, iPhone, right? Absolutely. Yep. We would sleep, do our homework on the bus, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really, and, and you learn, and you learn how to really connect to nature, connect to, you know, and, and the imagination. Absolutely. I think that helped structure not only my childhood, but my son, because since I grew up with a connection to nature and being active outside, every day, almost every day, I take Bray somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. We have an outside connection. We live in Florida now where we don't have the snow and the, you know, 30 below weather. And so we're able to explore life. That is what we do every single day. And I think that's another reason since we homeschool him and since we're able to basically go everywhere we want, including the ocean to homeschool, it gives, gives him that connection to the energy of nature. And it really helps, helped develop his awareness to energy and not just being on your iPad all day long, you know, and it's, it's a good thing for him. It helped him. Absolutely. He also has that social um, connection with his friends at the park, his, you know, friends around here. So he's very social. He's a very social child if you haven't met him yet. <laughs> uh, which which I look forward to meeting him soon. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, abs yeah. <laughs> yeah abso absolutely. But, but before we, we, before we meet him, if he choose, if he chooses to, of course, I do want to ask you a little bit about the mediumship because um, I love, I love how it's authentic. It's inborn. And I know that every person has a certain clair that they're born with, right? Absolutely. I feel everyone has access to all of their clairs. Um, it seems as though clairvoyance is the prominent clair that people connect with spirit, clear audience which means clear hearing, clear sentient, clear feeling. So I feel like those are the three primary clairs that people use. I feel as long as we are um, open and we just allow, we are, we're in the state of allowing, we don't really know where it's coming from sometimes. It's just 
we're an instrument. We're an instrument. And so basically spirit will use us and, and bring out beautiful music and messages and evidence. And it's such a beautiful thing. So it's like when you learn to play the piano, right? In the beginning, you're like, this is this note and this is this note. But when you play the instrument of spirit, it just plays itself and you don't even know where the information is coming from. Because after after this podcast, after we record, after we press stop, I am going to share something that I'm going to share with you first before the public will know. But you you just you just hit it. Are you psychic? <laughs> little, <laughs> so, so little. Are you psychic? Um, you know, I I had an experience years ago. Um, my son is now 16. Jules is um, 19. I was about to say she's 19. Um, (laughs) And I had an experience years ago when I used to do readings in my home. The kids were little. I I was, you know, balancing a stay-at-home mom, but at the same time, like aligning passion and purpose. And someone came in for a reading and suddenly the father came through. Now, I never, I never desired to do mediumship work. Like in the, I was like in the closet in a sense, like really didn't desire that, but it came through me and it was very healing of the words and of the intonation. And you end up speaking the way that the person speaks. And, but what happened, and this is what I wanted to ask because of Bree's age also, Bree was around the same age um, no, Mikey was younger than Bree. He was he was younger. He was about seven or maybe even six. After that, in the middle of the night, my son woke up. Our This was in our older house. And at the reading was at night. And he came in and he described the man to me that I connected with. It was the girl's father. And he wanted to relay messages to my Mikey, to my son. And Mikey was so frightened that he ended up, and I hope he doesn't listen to this interview, but he probably doesn't. He's a teenager. Mom's like, why, why aren't you a normal mom? That's what I get now. Like, (laughs) um, he ended up in my bed, like sleeping next to me for like the next year because of the veil, fearing that that man or the other spirits per se were going to, he's like, they won't stop talking to me. And then I said, and I made, and this is negotiating with spirit. I said, angels, guys, please let's close down this mediumship for now because it's too frightening for him at this moment. And that was it until he's mature enough. And I kind of made a pact that until he goes to college, I'm not going to open that up. And my question to you is, you, you, where do you conduct these readings? Do you do it out of the home, Zoom, at a place? Where do you conduct this reading? And Bree being so, I, I think he just like, he, he hops from dimension to dimension. He's like, I see even around him, he's just incredible, you and him. How do you handle or balance? How about that balance of the work that you do and 
protection of your son and his sensitivity for that, that they don't, you know, like, because he's, he's a channel. Yeah. Yeah. I do my readings over the phone, uh, zoom sometimes gets a little patchy where I live. So I do phone calls and I actually do the readings in my car. Currently that's my office. (laughs) I do them in person when I lived in Wisconsin, because I had that built up local clientele, but we've only been here for a year. And so the energy of spirit will actually come to me before I do a reading sometimes. So I will see a loved one hanging out with me in the morning time as I'm drinking my coffee and they will show me things. They will connect Mm -hmm. with me before I even sit down to do a reading with my client. And sometimes, very interesting you say that, because sometimes my son will feel and sense the spirit. And there's been times, here's a very particular experience of what happened. More recently, I was doing a reading for this woman and we were connecting with a younger male and I felt burning and fire. And it was so interesting because during the reading, my son, who usually goes on his iPad for an hour while I do my reading in the car, he calls me and I said, I'm so sorry. I have to, my son is, I just have to see if everything's okay. And I run inside and he's in a panic. He said, I smell smoke. I smell smoke. Can you just make sure there's no fire, no electrical fire? I said, Bray. I said, I'm connecting with the young male in spirit that was burned. And you sense the energy of the reading. So he picked up on that. And this has happened multiple times. And so protecting him is an intention that I set just like you many, many years ago, because I did not want him to be afraid of his gift. When we're afraid of our ability, it sometimes can create the negative energy, which sometimes will experience more of a negative twist to our ability. I set the intention that not only my son will experience positive, uplifting, light, peaceful energy, but also myself. So when I do a reading for someone, you're never going to see me warning someone or bringing up horrible, negative, fearful information. It's always going to be positive. So positivity is huge in our lives because we've been through so, I've been through so much in my lifetime and I feel like positivity helps life have an easier flow. And we have to rewire the brain in order to get to that perspective, right? Rewiring the brain is where we're going to see the magic happen. When we continuously focus on positive thoughts, then that way it's going to kind of create your positive reality. That being said, are we allowed to have sad days and sad times? Absolutely. Are we going to have trauma in our life? Probably. But it's so important to keep the positive perspective because that's going to help the the flow of the energy of whatever we're going through in life. It's so true. It's teaching and and speaking through love, not fear. Exactly. And that's so important because love is the portal to the the spirit world. And as long as you are so heart-centered, by the way, Janet, like your heart is just so open and so beautiful. And that is the perfect energy to be in, especially when working with the spirit world, right? Sometimes I will listen to 
you know, music to get my heart going, or I'll think of memories or I'll watch, you know, certain mediums on TV, like Tyler Henry to get my heart flowing. He's so cute. I love, love him. And when I get my heart flowing, that's when the messages will just flow. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, like how you were saying about the instrument, it's, it's tuning yourself to the frequency of source when you're connecting with someone who is like source. So when I have a client who cries, I love that. Cry. Give me some emotion. I'm crying too. I'm like, if you don't cry, you get your money back. <laughs> so Bray, do you want to come and say oh. hi? Bray. <laughs> Give me, mm -mm. That's a loud play. Do you want to come say hi? Hey, Bray. So nice to meet you. He wants to show you something. Or sorry, he wants to show you something real quick. Oh, please. Yeah. He likes the show and tell. He likes to show toys and things that he has. So <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, we saw our tree. We put our tree up and she loves it. Yeah, we have to get more Christmas decorations though. Um, no, I don't, babe. Why don't you show her one of your cars? Oh, the divine soul path. It's like this beautiful energetic movie. And don't you feel that like when souls are meant to meet, they're going to meet? Oh, for sure. Especially when you're in alignment BMW with I the energy. Yeah, BMW here's BMW his I dream need. car. It's not my dream car, the um, BMW i7. Oh, got it. Oh, wait, but what car is that? Wait, 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 what car is that? BMW i8. Here, let's show it like this. The i8, which segues to the time when the BMW is going to be a BMW plane where we're going to have cars that fly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's already one car in the world that flies right now. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure that, that you're 100% correct. And I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of cars that fly that they're not telling us. Oh, yeah, that's I'm true. true. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure too that's how it's the public that people know about no that's that's so so true Brie what is like your favorite food that you like to eat probably like watermelon or pizza or well, chicken fried chicken or fried chicken <laughs> do you like do you like uh when mom cooks um yeah I like um crab and lobster too mm, me too me too palette he likes things that typical kids Bray, tell her that the foods that you like that are very interesting oh uh, seaweed, seaweed i like seaweed too my favorite is seaweed we have so much seaweed in this house <laughs> seaweed is great i don't like seaweed when i'm going into the ocean and there's tons of seaweed there and it gets all over you <laughs> that's a So, so Brie, tell me a little bit something about how you knew when you were very, very young, like of when you were able to tell mom about all these different like experiences and how you knew about aliens and about all different intergalactic things. Like, was it just something that you would dream about or it was something that you just, it was a knowing? It's a knowing. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. Now, let me ask you questions. Cause years ago, many years ago, my teacher, his name, like Lee Carroll, like I was, it was probably like 20 something years ago. He wrote this book, Indigo Children. Okay. 
And he was the first with this woman, Jan Tober, and they wrote this book, Indigo Children. And it was based upon of what I feel that you are, you are more than an indigo child, I believe. <laughs> um, I didn't hear, there's a, there's a lag. What, um, I said absolutely he is, absolutely. Yeah, and so the basis about the book, do, do you know like how like they got this, the name Indigo Children from? Okay, so check out Cryon, K-R-Y-O-N. It's um, with my teacher, his name is Lee Carroll. This is, he was an engineer and suddenly he started channeling and he was more of like a hermit kind of guy. He was very quiet. He didn't want that gift. So when that happened, once, once you see, you can't unsee, once the channel opens, it opens, right? Like it's there. So Jan Tober, he partnered up with her. She was more the researcher. He was the channel and they met this woman who had a rare disease that she it was, it was something that was in the mind where she would be eating, let's say seaweed, she'd be eating seaweed, but it was about perception. She would think she, she didn't understand it was seaweed. She would think it was triangles. It's, it was, it's, I don't know the name of the disease. Okay. Or the diagnosis if that, you know, and she was the one that started to see colors around people. And this is what I saw when I was a young kid also of depending on their color, not just their aura, it's their personality. And all of a sudden she started seeing and she knew how to respond depending on their color. Wow. That's now, crazy. yours is purple right now. Mine is purple right now. Am I an indigo? Probably. Yes. Yeah. It's. So she started seeing all these kids being born with that color purple. And these are like, you have to read that book or read, or I'll send you an interview just for you to watch because it's all about love consciousness. And that's how Indigo Children was born. He says who, who made that book? Who was the one? Um, Lee Carroll is his name. He's the end. And, and he partnered up with this woman, Jan Tober, T-O-B-E-R. And he channels a loving force called Cryon, K-R-Y-O-N. And um, no, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. What's your definition of like indigo? Kind of what I do, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do? <laughs> For the, I mean, I, I feel what you do. I feel what you do with my heart. But for those that aren't the feelies, like, and you, and they could, you know, they're like the channel stuff. Yeah. Oh, now you know. <laughs> and that's what he <laughs> said. Now you know. <laughs> now, and now that you know, you cannot know. But, can you explain to me how, how like channeling is and how port, like what are portals? Like, where does the information come from? Well, probably around like, I don't know when you, I really don't know who it's coming from, but I know it's valid. Yeah. What do you feel or see things when you channel? I kind of see things rarely, but I'm more of like, um, yeah. 
you feel? Yeah. He feels things, he says. I don't know if you can hear us, the speaker. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could hear you. Yeah, I could totally. Do you, you feel things? And then can you decipher, can you sense of whether it's of an angel or whether it was like a spirit, someone that was already on earth before? Can you tell the difference? What? Can you tell the difference if it's an angel or a certain spirit or does it all feel the same to you? It just kind of all feels the same. It all feels the same, he said. Goofy right now. <laughs> That's all good. I'm a goofy girl. <laughs> I'm a goofy girl. That's like what how would you explain like or what what your perception is of when especially like what what goes on in the world i love that i love that like mom and is like homeschooling you but what's going on in the world right now where there's this balance of darkness and light what do you think is happening at this moment in time i don't know it's just all different from different planets and stuff and other alien species because humans aren't really the main species no, who are the main species, you think? There is none. Because, uh, what? I there, is, there isn't. Oh, no, there, there is, there is none. There is none. No main species at all. They're all no. the, um, the same ranking. But angels aren't really a species, I'd say. They're more of like a type of energy level. It's a type of energy level. You know, when I was little and I used to walk around like, like, um, and there was trees and things like that, or I would go, I would go upstate a lot. I live in New York. And when we would go up to the Catskills and be, or in a park, my, I, I used to, and this is, I never said this to anyone either. Are there such things as fairies? Because I used to hear around the trees, little whispers. That that's trees herself that's trees talking to you the trees are talking to me yes because trees are alive is yeah trees are, just because they're not like human doesn't mean they're not alive they still have a soul they're still living they're still living things do fairies and, exist uh maybe on other planets not really on earth because if it did exist we'd probably already be finding them and they'd probably already be like everywhere so the fifth theory is probably like some sort of type of energy because i know that's been true because i've because i've heard like things but if it was real where would you be getting that money from because i would wake up i would easily oh like (laughs) the tooth theory (laughs) if you if someone were to take my tooth take it and then put money right there they would have to wake me up in order to do that. So it's the energy. Yes, it's an the energy. energy. Places it right there. <laughs> I love it's it. the energy. I used to write a letter to to the tooth fairy or even like before I used to take a test or something and I would put it under my pillow at night. So cute. <laughs> yeah, I used to. But I didn't want the tooth fairy to come because I was so fearful at times with spirit when I was younger. I didn't want them to come into my room so I would write on the note, please just leave the money by my mom's in my mom's bedroom. <laughs> oh my 
Oh goodness. So what what is um if you had to explain or what they've seen what they've shown you do souls like do people do people incarnate together like as as like clusters like do I like because I know I'm I'm here and I'm also somewhere else. Yeah, so you can make friends with people in heaven that you can have another life with and then you can just keep doing that. And do you, is there like, usually that's, I love that. Is there like a soul contract? Like, did every single person come here with a certain lesson that they have to complete? That they're all going, earth that they're all going to. The only one I think is just kind of populating. Which is populating and having like a certain type of energy balance. That makes sense. So then they don't get on. on unbalanced and then accidentally create gray space which they would kind of just like humans would just kind of stay in gray space because there would be no um, white space or dark space so it would just be gray space and then that really wouldn't work out that much no and and the gray space like are there some humans that may get stuck in the gray space the gray space doesn't exist right now no it wouldn't be that good for planets or stars or anything because it would just kind of like deform them. Oh, it would deform them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. How, what about like for, for, I don't, I don't know if it's speaking, there's a lag. I'm so sorry. It would just kind of be floating in space flying and then they really, they'd just kind of be floating on, like they just really wouldn't have anywhere to go. He said the souls would be flying in space if there was gray space and have nowhere to go. So Earth is kind of sad. But it can't happen since there's a balance. It cannot happen. It's literally impossible. It's too late because there's already been a balance and there always has. If there wasn't a balance, gray space would immediately happen. But um, but fortunately, um, gray space can't happen. So what are we living in right now? Dark space dark space so there's Which, dark mm -hmm. it's kind of normal it's just like so imagine white space right white space is um heaven there is planets stars and everything but yeah and they can't um collide if they collide that would create gray space but that can't happen since there's already a line between them so they just can't they can't get in it's a different dimension altogether right um well dimension is still in space like it's not a completely different type of area like it's still in space so what are dimensions exactly dimensions are just kind of like different um layers of space different layers like they're still yeah. in space you can still travel to them with the, like if you had or like if there's a portal to one of them nearby, which would just lead um to lead you to a completely different area, or you lived um right by um like a planet um was right by one, but sadly Earth isn't around any um any of them any portals. It would take like around like twenty thousand light years in order to get to like the nearest one, but if you're lucky enough and it's just like right there, you could probably try um like wormholes like if, if a wormhole is close to a planet or something um then that would probably be good because then you can just kind of have a spaceship and you go over there and then yeah and if you're lucky enough that that wormhole actually leads to a different dimension that's good that's just kind of how you do it so the is first it, thing you have to do is 
just find a wormhole that actually um that actually um allows uh like it literally um it leads to um the other dimension how do you find them well is there is there like a machine boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you know like the guy on the beach that's looking for some gold <laughs> i know like um randomized areas like there isn't one near earth but there's probably one near another planet and it'd probably take at least like 60 years to get there at least mm -hmm. it's like thousand light years mm -hmm. at 60 years do you do you understand or um the law of one do you know what that means like do you like there's okay it like there's it's like a universal law that all the souls when they were first created this is just you know i'm just asking you this um i'm not saying it's a fact that all the souls were one and then when we have the god spark inside of us and then something like for us to have our individual experiences it kind of sparked out but yet we are all one what is your interpretation of that does that make sense to you? Yeah. So he's talked about this before um, in his video. Sorry. He just told me he has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> go, 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 Brie. He's talked about this before in his videos where he spoke about this main energy source. And yeah. so this is the main energy source probably of what you're talking about as the law of one. And then there's different... Um, what do you call it? Different fragments? Yes. Yes. From this one energy source that creates life. So he actually, yeah. So in our videos, um, you'll have to search for it, but he's talked about this before. So and I think because I'm so interested. That's his interpretation of what the law of one is, because he hasn't heard of that term before. He doesn't study spirituality. I surprisingly enough, I don't teach him this stuff I mean I teach him manifesting I teach him subtle things but yeah. what he handles like today he spoke about things I didn't even hear about you know that he I've never asked him so he speaks upon things that I've never heard of yet so <laughs> every day is different and unique it's pretty it's it's pretty amazing it's pretty yeah. amazing and I love that you are recording these like beautiful moments you yeah. know I want I, I, it's, it's savoring and being in the here and now, but watching him grow and evolve, you know, it's, it's, um, it's pretty exceptional. It's pretty exceptional. I think Bree needs to start his own school personally, but a school. Before in the past, really? like, start my own school. I want to have, um, he wants to have multiple businesses as well. He is very entrepreneur, very creative. Yeah. And he talks about all these ideas that he has and school is one of them because he didn't yeah. love the school system, even as a young child. <laughs> and I oh, think with you in school, do you want to tell her or you want me to tell her? Okay, sorry. So basically when he, he went into a regular school for preschool, first and second grade. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the first school that he went to 
it was not easy for him. It wasn't easy for a lot of the children because of the structure and how they yeah. ran school system. And there was a, he's just saying there's a lot of kids crying there. They were not gentle with the children. They were very strict. Yes. And it was traumatizing, traumatizing for him. He says that they were kind of like, they were rough, really, really rough on the children. Mm -hmm. And, and once, you know, I kind of knew because I would bring him to school and he would be crying, didn't want to go to school. And so first grade was better for him because we chose to do a Montessori school instead of the public. Oh, that's good. So first and second grade were Montessori style, but still they had to sit down at a desk for, you know, for a lot of the day. And he's a very active child. Mm -hmm. Wired, right? He needs to run around. He, he learns from experiences and he just said, because he has ADHD. So me too. Um, me too. <laughs> Welcome to the club. High five. So does my son. We're, we're good. It's a self celebration Bray, don't scream like that sorry He's and that's part of the book with the indigo children by the way they yeah. all have add and yeah. adhd oh, wow. they all do all yes. of them yeah so that's how we came. and then also you know covid happened and so that's yes. how we kind of came to terms of homeschooling making that decision and it worked out perfectly so <sighs> And he's a hundred percent right because going to school and you're, you're entrapped in this institution in a sense, and they have the same textbooks that they probably had a hundred years ago, but they put a different cover on and they're teaching us theory, which isn't actually the truth. Absolutely agree. Well, as an intuitive from my point of, because it's, there's, um, I see Brie in the future, um, really having his own organization of of educating the and I want to say the it wasn't it's not the new child it's it's the unique child I see him running schools oh that's awesome I that see him running, yeah absolutely and cultivating their own creative path yeah. you know yeah awesome <laughs> that's that's you know Bree do you have any questions for me um not really that's okay that's, that's it he says you want to know something though i i own a youtube channel right now with three thousand subscribers and i post um like roblox videos yeah i'm a pretty good editor yeah he's happy about that <laughs> that's that's awesome that's incredible that's incredible so before we go um how can our viewers, because first of all, I want to say a special thank you to you, Brie. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for showing us your beautiful and handsome face and for sharing all your knowledge. You're you're just, you're an incredible, not just special, but, but a gift. You're a gift. So, and I appreciate you. I really do. I really do. And you always continue sharing your light making it as bright as possible because your smile, your light makes this world a better place, Brie. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here, really. What do you say? Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. And I thank your mama too, your beautiful mama who is so, who has so many talents, who is an incredible medium that I would love, I would love for you to do a, a reading for me as well. <laughs> 
maybe we should do maybe we should do one on you um on Instagram or something for our viewers to see. Yeah, so it's it's really wild because since our social media took off, I have thousands and thousands of messages. And oh. so I've been, I've been working so hard trying to do as many readings as I could without getting depleted because yes. as you know, as a light worker, you have to conserve your energy in order to connect with spirit because we I use our energy and they lower their vibrational frequency. And so that's been a little bit tough trying to kind of maneuver all the energy mm. and the busy life. And, but I don't take, I love it. It is so much fun. And so to reach us on Instagram, it is Kelly, the magical medium, K E L L Y, the magical medium on TikTok. It is Kelly, the magical medium N the letter N and then Bray B R E Y. And we have a YouTube channel as well. My website is kellyfarrow.com, K-E-L-L-Y-F-E-R-R-O.com. You, uh, it's been a whirlwind, so I probably won't get back to if you email me for a really, really long time, because there's only one me, unless I hire someone. <laughs> and I'll so about that, yeah. I will work my way down the list, so just be patient. <laughs> Absolutely, be patient. And good things come to those who are patient, who are open. Because, um, yeah, to be in your presence is a gift, Kelly. You know, thank you so much for your open heart, for your beautiful essence, for everything that you do, and for being for being the light in this world also. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I just want to say your, your heart, again, is so kind and so beautiful. And I feel like I'm we don't do every podcast because it's just impossible. So we intuitively just, we feel connected and we feel connected to you. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity of being on here. So thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. And until next time, I will see you soon. Namaste, my angel. Thank you so much for joining us today for your open hearts for your love, for your eyes, your ears, your nose, <laughs> for your beautiful soul, truly, for spending this time with us and listening to this heart-centered conversation with, along with spirits, along with the aliens and angels, and most importantly, with your essence, because um, the world is a much better place with you in it and you unraveling your gifts with great courage and love. So if you enjoyed listening, please do. It would mean the world to me if you would share this episode with others, like, subscribe to the podcast, and please write a review, share your opinion, share your comments. I read everything, share your advice, share what it is that opened up inside of you, because it matters. You matter and I appreciate you. And if you are around on 11-11, November 11th, 11th at 11 a.m. Eastern, I will be doing an angel class of connecting with your guides and a meditation on this beautiful day of love and light. And we'll be doing a wonderful connection and prayer for peace in our hearts and in the world. I invite you to join in 
janetnamaste.com slash events. And until next time, thank you so much. I love you and namaste.